What up? This is Myron, and you're listening to episode 51 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, secret society, speakeasy, dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding this Seattle Mariners. As you know, in a couple of hours, uh, the Mariners are going to be kicking off the ALDS uh, or the ADLS, ALDS, I don't know. The American League Division Series, I, there you go, that makes more sense, at 12.37 Pacific Standard Time. So that means, uh, you know, if you're at work, you got to get out of there. If you're all of a sudden getting sick, you know, you know what the protocols are. You got to go. Anyways, get out of school, skip. I'm a bad role model, but I'm a good Mariners fan. Just get out there and support your team. And if you can't support them, listen to them on the radio. Rick Riz, Dave Sims, Gary Hill, those guys do a great job. Uh, again, this is a preview to the uh, series opener uh, episode, I guess we should call it here. But uh, again, thank you for listening on um, the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way because, you know, the game's about to start here pretty soon. So you can listen to episode 51, our American League Division series preview episode that's going to start right now. Alright, we're back. I feel like we were just here 24 hours doing... Well, actually, we were. We were recording this exactly 24 hours ago. That's playoff baseball, right? We're here working hard. Yeah, on to 51. Yeah, we are on to 51. We barely talked about that. We had uh, episode 50 yesterday. Uh, I never thought I'd have a episode full of Blue Jays commercials in my 50th episode, but... Uh, I think that was a nice gesture to the Blue Jays fans that were, uh, you know, hate listening to us. Yeah, it's a going away present, I guess you could call it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's over. We're done talking about the Blue Jays. We're done worried about Christian Kirk and, uh, you know, Guerrero and Mayweather and all of that. We'll see them next year. It's going to be fun. <sighs> And the champagne has, you know, worked through the system. The beer has been mopped up. Everybody's showered, traveled. They've already been down in Houston. And the reality is here pretty quickly here in a couple of hours. We're going to be, you know, our Mariners are going to be down in the place you like to call the House of Horrors against the Houston yeah. Astros. It's here. There's this is this is playoff baseball. These are the kind of teams that we're just gonna have to play. Yeah, man. Just you talking through that, I had to kind of get up out of my chair and kind of, you know, yeah, you're right. It's game time. It's upon us. Um, yeah, I got a I got a good feeling about these Mariners in this five game series with the uh, hated Houston Astros. But uh, we'll see. The key is at least is to get one game here down in Houston before. We come back home. Yeah, I, I think that's our overall thing we'll kind of talk about today. Uh, God, it was really good seeing some, you know, uh, really seeing that, you know, across the baseball nation, we got everybody behind us this time, which is pretty rare for Seattle teams. Yeah. Usually a lot of people hate the Seahawks and, yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. So, and, and the Mariners, I remember last have... time, I mean, not to, 
make light of 9-11, but that was the year we 9-11 happened. And, uh, yeah. and we, we happened to play the Yankees and, you know, for, you know, a good reason, uh, everybody was cheering for the New York team the last time we were in the playoffs. Um, the Mariners are, though we have to remember that we are like underdogs to a lot of people across the, uh, country, which I would say we are when you, when you don't make the playoffs for 21 years and you, you know, get in a, at a wild card. I wouldn't say we snuck in because the teams that didn't make the wild card didn't make it. And if we were in last year's format, we would have been in the playoffs. And if it was last year's format with a one game playoff, we would have won. So I, I don't feel like we, we got a cheap in here. No, you're right. But I do. I, I think you're right for saying that the rest of the country feels us as the lovable, underdogs and that's helpful especially when you're playing um you know houston who is known for banging on trash cans banging on trash cans and and having wires and hey and if you're a mariners fan you know the last couple of years have been very contentious i know that the yankees fans have their issues with them definitely the dodgers but they don't see the astros 20 times a year like we do yeah, and you know, we've gradually in the last three years have gone from only winning, I think, one or two games throughout the whole series, season series with them to up to this year playing actually pretty good against them and having a somewhat respectable record against them. We know they're good. We respect them, but we hate them. We yeah. want them. And so, yeah. Yeah, the Astros, you know, have won 12 of the, uh, I think they're twelve and nine, I believe, or twelve and seven. I think they've won twelve of the Yeah, yeah twelve won, and seven. Twelve and seven, but you know in the last time we played them we were swept here. Uh they had they actually ended our um winning streak, but we also didn't have Julio Rodriguez. We also had uh, a Mitch Hanniger coming fresh off of the DL, right? Or was he I L was he not there? And then you had, you know, Kyle Lewis who was trying to come back from his concussion. And we did not have Luis Castillo, which is a big thing. Yeah, we were coming right out of the All-Star break. That was that first series, I believe, right out of the All-Star break or second series. So, yeah, it was uh, not good timing for us. But you know what? Um, We're healthy now, and our pitching staff is somewhat set up. So, yeah, it's a good time to, uh, you know, get after these guys for sure i this is the best time of the year you know for the mariners i mean i would say this is the best part of the progression of the team right now that that they're at i mean we've seen some of the people we talked on last episode frazier for example even jp they all have these big moments in this game look at cal raleigh now versus when we were playing them you know, uh, it's it's big difference. We don't have a winker in the outfield right now. We didn't have Santana, you know? So, I mean, I kind of feel like how I used to feel when we used to play the Yankees in the playoffs. We'd beat them all year, and then we'd go play them and be like, whoa, they got all these fucking guys, you know? They got Daryl Strawberry and David Justice and what, Canseco's didn't even make the roster. You know, that kind of, that feeling. And, uh, I mean, now the... Yeah, you know the Astros made a few moves, but the Mariners got quite a 
quite a makeover and and a lot of changes and a lot of people came back from AAA and have matured in the last few months and we've seen it last couple of months. So yeah. I, I think it's a whole different matchup. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a completely different team. We've really grown. Guys have really stepped up their game. And yeah, and I even heard uh, some interviews with the uh, Astros with Altuve and McCullers even saying the same thing that you said, that the uh, two teams matched up a lot earlier in the year, one time right after the All-Star break. The Mariners, you know, have really improved and really grown. So they're acknowledging it as well. The uh, Astros are as well, just like you have. So it should play for a good series. So Lou Pinella has started snacking on Sun Giant almonds. Why is that, Lou? Why not? Is it the crisp, fresh taste, or is there a more profound reason why you do? Why I do what? Why you love Sun Giant almonds. Why you serve them to your guests. Why you're nibbling on Sun Giant dry roasted almonds right now. America wants to know why. Why? Why should I settle for peanuts? There's something good under the sun. Sun Giant almonds. You know, while we went to break right there, I actually I would like to be remiss if I didn't mention that the last time we actually played them was down there that we did get the streak broken from us, uh, you know, uh, swept by them right out of the break. And then we had to quickly go down there and, you know, play four more, which we lost three out of four. So you take away this, which is... <laughs> a lot to ask or a lot to hypothetically ask somebody but yeah they take they've took the last six out of seven but the mariners have won two series this year and we're playing in in a series format right now which is um encouraging to know that we did this and again in those weeks we weren't healthy we didn't have the team that we have now and also with that being said you know hold on and with that being said, you know, we can go back to last year. Um, hold on, hold on, six out of seven. And, you know, with that being said, you know, Houston also has a lot of playoff experience. They go deep. They go to this, you know, they're pencil in for the World Series, you know, every year in the last you know handful of years. But you're not catching the Mariners on their first series. We already took care of a series. And I think that win over Toronto is... is does so much I almost prefer I mean I do prefer I I prefer to watch more Mariners baseball I mean but I do prefer getting a a head of steam in especially with the team we have and you know Houston by the time they play this will be you know almost a week they basically had a bye week yeah you're right I mean the old adage is always uh, what's better rest over rust or what you know what I mean so it'll be interesting um to see how Houston comes out of it. They've been in this uh, scenario quite a bit in the last five years, so I feel that they'll be ready to go. Yeah, I'm sure they can flick the switch. I look, the Mariners weren't playing their best baseball at the end of the year. They did win their last series, but, I mean, they've, they've turned it on. And speaking of rest, yes, they'll have to sit around. Uh, they had to sit around for a week. But also the, the Mariners playing, the way the days off, and we kind of mentioned this on uh, yesterday's episode, you know the Mariners can, you know they're they're going to be pretty rested going into this game, and you know the next time Castillo actually 
grabs the ball and hits the mound. We'd assume he's pitching game two, right? Or he is pitching game two. Uh, you know, he's actually going to have an extra day of rest. Yeah, and that will also give him set up to, if it does go five, to be able to be on full rest, I believe. Or he'll be on shortened rest for that game on Monday, but we won't get that far ahead right now. No, Just we get day by delete day. That. Day by yeah, day. Delete that. We'll delete that on here, huh? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> well, we got to go day by day. I'm uh, getting ahead of things. All right, we'll delete it or we'll we'll leave it in there so other people use it as a learning lesson if you you hear somebody start talking like that let's just let's bring them down let's take them down a peg right let's bring them down to earth (laughs) it's starting lineup talking baseball and you're in control roger Fastball. One inside. You can control 40 superstars. Make Roger Clemens throw a fastball or a curve. Have Dave Winfield bunt or hit for power. A real announcer calls the action. Winfield waits. Hold it. Well, kid. Starting lineup talking baseball. What they do is up to you. You know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Astros lineup. What, what's your what's your big takeaway from this lineup other than they're fucking good? Um, they're great. Uh, what do you look at? What are you most concerned about this lineup? What would you like to see the Mariners neutralize here? Um, I mean, it starts, you know, with Jose Altuve right off the bat. Seems like he always hits one in the Crawford box or in the bullpen. I agree. If they're playing up here. It uh, starts with him and then... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, you know, when Altuve's up, there's usually a lot of text messages on the thread, right? It's usually like, why do we pitch to this guy? What are we doing? Why don't we put him on? Well, the reason can't is, you know, the rest of the lineup. But yes, Altuve is another one of those Mariner killers. Oh, yeah. And then the next guy right behind him, a couple batters, and he's, you know, he's right a peg below Mike Trout as far as the home run leaders against Mariner pitching this year is Jordan Alvarez. Oh, I mean, God. that guy, he's a killer. So uh, those are the guys, in my opinion, that we're going to have to neutralize for sure and try to pitch around, work around. But uh, it's very hard to do in that ballpark, and we have shown that we have not done a good job so far no. in most of the games this year. No, I would just hope we can get back to a series that I want to talk about here on the episode, the series that was there in June when the you know the brush-up happened. Um, but that was a good series to win. That's definitely where we pulled up on them You know, very even on the year. In fact, I think we might have taken the lead. Or we were we ended up being right there, and then of course those six and seven kind of screwed all that up. But yeah, you got Alvarez, and he's a left-hander, and it's kind of scary. We don't really we don't bring left-handers out of, out of the bullpen, so in crucial parts of those games, it, it's definitely a concern um, when when he's up there in you know a pressure situation. Absolutely, I know that uh, we have not ever gone against. Uh, he has not ever gone against Matt Boyd, so maybe, like he said, I hadn't really thought of that, that they might bring him out there to face him in a situation late in the game, possibly. But, uh, yeah, he's owned us. So. Him. And he's owned most of the whole league. So he's a great, great baseball player and hitter. Now, Brantley, he's still out, right? Yeah. 
but I they, believe so. But the other lefty that can give you some trouble is Tucker, the center fielder. So the right fielder, yeah. He's right another fielder. good young player that was an all-star this year. So, yeah, he uh, – I feel like the M's have neutralized him a little bit better than I – than to, and then I can remember of other players, but you know he's a he's an all star. He's a you know only been up in the bigs for two years, and he's he's a he's just he's a typical Astro player. That where does this guy come from? And he just slots in there, and they just reload and readjust, and they're good. Yeah. So you know, with that being said, with these two big lefties, those are their big lefty threats, um, and. I want to segue this into the concern about Robbie Ray that could maybe turn into a plus here of, you know, we've talked about, Hey, roles and uncharacteristic um, times during the game are just going to happen in the playoffs because you have to play every day game by day by day. And you also have to also kind of think about what the next move is for tomorrow, unfortunately, because it's, it's not a, it's not a game of one sixty two now. And with Robbie Ray struggling against them, I think his ERA is over 10. Um, and he's only mustered, what, 10, 10 and some change on innings in three starts. You know, it's the playoffs. I get it. Robbie Ray's our guy. You add that to the fact of what kind of happened the other day. You add that to the fact that we don't have a lot of lefties coming out of the bullpen. Could you see Robbie Ray for this series in particular, or here, do you think you could possibly see him as more of as a waiting in the wings uh, starter slash pressure situation uh, pitcher in this series? Well, no doubt he has struggled um, in his three starts in against the Astros. It's looked like that the A's, the Astros have something on him, either – He's tipping his pitches or he's got some sort of tattletale that, you know, that they have figured out because you're right. He has been awful against them. Um, I guess it all depends. Are you, so you're obviously thinking about later on in the series, maybe the start the home, the home stand in game three, who would, who was, I, I mean, I'll debate this with you, but who are you thinking would take jump in his slot then if it things Kirby. go through in I game th- three? I would Kirby, but I also I also think it depends on what happens down in Houston. He's obviously not going to be taking the ball down there. Here's a different story. Having him pitch at home's a different story. But let's say we're in a situation where we're down O two. Or let's say we're in a situation where we're up two and O and you just you know, maybe it's different decision making. If it's tied one one coming back here for game three, you know, I guess this, this would be the biggest debate. Right. So yeah, I could see Kirby starting. I also would feel comfortable with Kirby starting. I'd even be comfortable with him starting down anywhere after the situation he was thrown into um, on Saturday in game two. So I feel like he could come out of the gate and I have no problem with that. I also don't, I would be concerned about Robbie Ray, but also I have to remember this is a Cy Young pedigree type pitcher who can make adjustments from past, you know, gaffes. He's a smart pitcher. This, we talk about this was a guy who was out in the backyard throwing something around and found a feel and just changed everything about what he's doing. This guy's a, a doctor of what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, I probably would go on the thing of I would prefer to have Robbie start probably. That would be my opinion. 
and he would have to have a short leash, just like he any other pitcher, depending on the situation in Game Three, if it's down 0-2 or 1-1 or what whatever the situation. And the reason is that is I think Kirby, you know, he's a young pitcher. He's first year, he's thrown the most innings he ever has. He's definitely looked to me like he slowed down towards the end of the season. I mean, he was uncharacteristically having more walks and like three walks a game, but that's a lot for him. So his control wasn't there. So I kind of like the thought of just going with Robbie and coming out of the pen and then using George as a kind of a stopgap guy yeah. out of your bullpen. So that's why that's that would be my opinion on the Robbie Ray situation. Now, knowing that he has struggled mightily against them and you got to be ready to make the move if it indeed shows you need to. Now because they have a lot of le- not a lot of left-handers in their lineup, uh do you see Marco Gonzalez making this roster this round or do you think he's off the roster this round? I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was um on the roster. To be honest with you, it's another arm. It's, you know, it's maybe a guy to face those lefties at times. Right. Um, Pressure situation, he's, right? He's, he is, he's honestly in four starts. Um, he has an under four ERA. I mean, he still has given up as many hits as innings pitched. And in four starts, he's given up 11 during runs. So that's just, you know, a little over three. So that's kind of what you would expect. But, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they switched up and won a little bit more heavy pitching than they did the last series. Yeah, I, I I do too. I don't think like we have anybody that didn't make the roster on the offensive end that I'm like, oh god, I wish they were there. I mean, yeah, in my heart, I'd love to have Kyle Lewis. He's you know hit off of Verlander pretty good, and but that's just not happening. That's not going to happen right now. Um, we're not, we're not, we're not going to, it seems like we're not going to see Winker again this round. It, it seems like he's not going to play in the postseason from uh, things I'm reading. Um, you know, we obviously, uh, Haggerty's not coming back. There's, there's nobody else, you know? So I do think like, yes, it would be nice to maybe have a little bit more pitching here considering you might have to play matchups even much more than you did in Toronto. I mean, they did what they did in game two in Toronto because they, they got down seven runs. Right. But I think this is, you're right. You're going to see a lot of trips out to the mound. Might see some four hour games here with Houston. Yeah. I mean, the way the Mariners play and never give up on the field, the way the manager manages, you know, he never says, Never really throws in the towel. Yeah, you could definitely see some long games. And that's kind of expected in the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. And that's kind of the way the Mariners play. Every bat, every pitch is a battle. So, yeah, I agree with you there. And, you know, here in game one, we're getting the best of what the Houston Astros are right out the gate. We got they got their their fully rested lineup, and they got a fully rested Justin Verlander, who's pitched against the Mariners six times this year, and we know he was successful five of the times. But one of the games, I happened to be there, and they got in his ass, and it happened to be the day I was down there on the field during batting practice. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Hannah. No, hey, that's good. And did you also know that? Also, that um, 
he, Carlos Santana is the one who's given up the most, or Verlander's given up the most home runs to any player in it. It's Carlos Santana. Damn, why are you sweet talking me like that, Hannah? Why are you sweet talking me? That is some good. That just made me feel so much better about today's game. You know, so nine. Much, so wow. No, but he's played a long time too. So. Yes, I mean, here's the thing with this game with Verlander. It's with him. It's obviously. You want to get his pitch count up. You want to get out of there. You want to get into their bullpen. They have a good bullpen. It's not like we're getting into a bad bullpen. But this is a guy, you know, that can pitch late into the games. So if you let him get in a rhythm, you might see him for seven or, or eight innings. So I really I feel think, like we did. Yeah, and I yeah we we did. I've seen I've seen Verlander pitch on three different occasions this year, and one of the times was amazing. That was that was an amazing night. You know, I think Lewis went yard off him. Julio went yard off him. I think Tramel went yard off him. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think you will see uh, Tramel a little bit more? Do you think he's even on this roster by the time this recording no, but, goes out? If you're going to bump up the pitchers, you know, uh, like the ones who were out, like a Flexen or a Marco, then you got to. Uh, you know, subtract. So you're either looking at like a Casali or a Tramel, in my opinion. Yeah. And I know we, you know, we're banking and hoping on Kelnick, but I believe he's one for his last 15 right now. That was why I asked. Yeah. But he plays so much better defense than Tramel, in my opinion. He does. He does. And we're, whatever we get out of him offensively is a plus. We, we were complaining all year about what's been going on in left field as far as uh, defense, you know. And yes, Haggerty was the guy. He's not there, so we have to just you know move on with next man up type situation. I understand that. Power. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it. And so does Eagle Hardware and Garden, the best selection of power tools, the most powerful brand names. Because if you don't have power, you are not in the game. Now this is what I call a bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden, more of everything. I think our best offense is, you know, Logan going out there and just minimizing what's coming across the plate. I think this is a game, if you're going to win it, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, it's hard to say, you know, that park is a, you can pop them down the left field line in a hurry, you know, a couple guys, uh, you know, it's 4 nothing before you know it. And it reminds me a lot of Fenway. So I can I can see how if the pitching is as good as it's advertised to be, yes, it can be low scoring game, but it could also get away from you like a game in Fenway. That park reminds me a lot of Fenway, where crazy things can happen. Oh yeah, I mean they used to have that weird little league center field, that little mound that was way out there. Remind me of uh, Ross Park <laughs> here in uh, Seattle. Uh, yeah, I, that place has not been kind to the Mariners. Uh, going back many years, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it has been a house of horrors. That is, that is true. But this all sets up with. I feel like again, all the pressure is on the Houston Astros. They were in the World Series last year. They should. They finished what 15, 16 games better than us uh, to end the season. You know, 
going down the stretch from the second half of the season, the Mariners and the Astros had almost identical uh, records. And really, it comes down to that that series with them that made it, you know, not really able for us to, to make a move on them. I mean, if, if, if you swap it around the other way, not really. It'd still be nine games up, but you get what I'm saying. No, yeah, you're exactly right. And like Scott mentioned in his press conference, uh, you have to go through Houston to get to the World Series or advance. You just know that. So, And like I talked to you before, I just feel better about it being a five-game series yeah. and only having to win three than a longer series of bouncing back and forth to get um, those wins down in Houston where you can, like I said, hopefully steal one, two. Let's say you steal two and you come back to Seattle. It still doesn't mean anything. It's going to be a hard out to knock these guys out. So yeah. it's going to be a good series, and I feel good about it, though. I, I agree with you in the way they're throwing these these days off out. Uh, you In a seven-game series, you quite possibly could see Verlander three times. Who you know, I don't see anybody beating a team if you're going to see Verlander two to three times in a seven-game series. So I do feel like, you know, in a five-game series, we're going to see him twice. And, uh, you know, that would be the goal, I think, is to, we were talking, I don't know if we said this on the podcast, but it'd be nice if the Mariners, A, could win it, of course. No shit. But B, get this done in, you know, four games. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's all coming down for me, like I said just recently, and just a few minutes ago, and then with you. It's got to get one in Houston, and then Absolutely. things can play out as the way they are. And, you know, like you said, all the pressure's on Houston. So let's say it is tied up 2 2, and you go back to Houston, the pressure's still going to be on them. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting series for uh, all of us Mariner fans to uh, watch here coming up. Like you said, within hours. Yeah, within hours because we are playing at 12.30 and, you know, they put it on TV like 3.30 Eastern. Yeah, well, it's still 12.30 here, 9.30 out in Hawaii, Um, but uh, (laughs) 11.30 in Alaska, which is a a Mariner strong, uh, you know, fan base is up there. And this is early. I know that the Yankees are playing – I know we got the Dodgers and they're getting the later games and it, it's it's a shame because Seattle and Houston have a deep rooted rivalry which we'll get into in, in a second but you also have you know in the other series you know the Atlanta Braves the World Series champions they're playing in the morning too it just seems kind of weird that they stacked all four of the teams on one day and then they don't ever play together again on one day where I just feel like you might as well just it's a TV bullshit thing that we can't get around, but it's just, it's, I like the four games, but it does suck when you are playing baseball and you have to play with these weird shadows. Cause these aren't the usual times you see, you know, like most of the time you don't see a lot of shadows during the regular season. And it sucks that you're playing in these big pressure situation games and you're getting these weird starts in the day. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, luckily for the Mariners, I know that uh, during their workout, the roof was open. I did read, and it said that the roof will be closed for the two games in Houston, so luckily we won't have to worry about shadows. Yeah, and same thing if it comes up here on you know Saturday and we get a weird time because it's still TBD, I would rather have the roof shut than play in the weird shadows. But then again, we're pitching, we're a pitching strength team, so maybe that helps us. 
Yeah, I mean, and we, I mean, both teams got to deal with it. So, but yeah, I, I understand your your frustration. Yeah, and here's my frustration: in the regular season, you'd have a game at seven o'clock, you know, six o'clock at night. On the weekend, sure, weekend games. That's that's part of the game. But I do feel like it 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 kind of sucks that for all any of these teams, like you, you kick ass all year round, you know, you're regionally watched. Baseball is a regional sport versus like football where you watch everybody once a week and you have people all over the country watching different teams where baseball is very regional. And now you've, you've gotten to the spotlight thing and now they're throwing it on in the middle of the day again. Like people are going to have to miss work. People are going to have to get fake doctor notes or they're just not going to be doing their job very well. Or or they're going to miss it, you know, and have to watch it on their phone. And also, I'm not just talking about the Mariners fans. I'm talking about baseball fans across across the country. I think it, I feel like when, especially when you get down to you know only eight teams, four games. I feel like there should be, you know, a four o'clock game and a, and a seven o'clock game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I, I understand what you're saying. I think they can could do that and figure that out if they, you know, if they were able to stagger, like let's say have, because they try to have the American league plan one day, the national league on one day and the way it works out. Um, most of the teams are out in the East, you know, there's four of them. Yeah. I get where there's part of it. You, you know? So, I mean, it's just hard, but, and they don't want to switch up the pitching with different days and the different leagues give other teams an advantage. You know what I'm saying? No, that I get it. And all that. So I guess that's, that that's a that's good point. Why. That's a good point. It's just unfortunate. I guess it's unfortunate that we all have to work and do things. <laughs> I no, guess that's no, I mean, but you're right. I mean, it's, un- you're right. It's unfortunate that, you know, the kids that love this, yeah. can't watch it, you know, unless they're teachers. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I follow along with you. I'm just trying to play, you know, talk about the other aspects. So, yeah, I, you're right. I told my nieces and nephews, I was like, I don't care if you get in trouble. Tell, demand your teachers to turn the game on <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, they actually have over at their house a small, like a 22, no, 27-inch or 30-inch uh, flat screen they have in the kitchen. I said, you ought to just bring that in and teacher ask you what it is. Say, this is for you to plug in and turn on TBS you know, it just sucks. It sucks. These twelve thirty games sucks, but I get it. Parmesan, Parmesan, LeBron says. I think it's a nice, good little sneaky time for us. You know, we've already been playing these day games. We're ready to go out the gate, and we're playing the team that yes, all the pressure is on them, and the Mariners are <laughs> are playing right now with the utmost confidence that you could possibly have after what they just did in Toronto and. I would like to just finish up here with going, hey, let's not ignore the beef because there's there's some beef right here, right? It goes back to, and we kind of alluded to it earlier, this goes back to uh, last season. Yeah, why don't you refresh everybody's memory? So last year... Not mine included. Okay, so last year, apparently, Dale, or not apparently, he did. Dylan Moore hit a grand slam off, off of... Uh, I'd forgot who he hit it off of, but he hit the grand slam and then they hit JP Crawford. Remember that? And then there's some shit started going on between them. Then that carried over into this year. And down in June, we had the incident with 
Ty France, where they threw behind Ty France or hit Ty France, and Ty France stepped out and he put the uh, the check the play out or check the replay things up to his head, which I guess they thought that that was that he was complaining that they were throwing at his head. One of the coaches started barking. Scott Service started barking. Both teams came out, and that's when it came into uh, into. And that's when it all came to the surface that this thing started last year. We had the two games, the Dylan Moore Grand Slam. We also had the trade between the two teams, and Toro came out here and hit a Grand Slam off of uh, the guy that we traded. What was his name who was in the bullpen that we were all pissed off about? Kendall Graveman? Yeah, that guy. Forgot all about him. That's why I don't even remember his name. So we had that going on. We play these guys all the time, and, you know, this is a you know, one of the seasons, I think we only won one game in the series. And now look at us. Now we're in the playoffs. Now we're at the same party that these guys are at. Um, you know, nothing happened in the last two series up here. But it definitely got very contentious. And when it got contentious, that was the series that the Mariners took and stole down in, in Houston and was, you know, a couple inches of a, a foul ball from sweeping the whole thing that uh, Toro hit. Yeah. And I do remember that game that this happened where, you know, they're throwing at Julio. They're throwing at behind Ty France and we threw back at them. And, you know, it, this is the kind of stuff they're going to have on the broadcast probably to, to, you know, amp up the uh, hatred for the team. Uh, I guess in some of the interviews, I guess JP Crawford doesn't call the, any players by names on Houston. He calls them those guys. And he calls the team the, that team. Uh, we also just, again, have the, the feelings of, hey, these guys are cheaters. Even though these guys playing right now, mo- almost all of them have nothing to do with that 2017. It's still, they still have that scarlet letter on them. Yeah. So what I get out of what you're saying is you feel like this might give the Mariners a little edge in their gameplay. Yeah, I think so. I think it falls into a young younger up-and-coming team we've seen what's happened in anaheim we saw what happened earlier down in houston we saw what you know what happened in toronto when things got a little bit chippy they play with the chip on their shoulder a lot of teams you know might take exception to the mariner celebration after after the game wait until you see us steal one of these games down there wait until you see us steal two of these games down there hopefully and you get the dance in and the throwing inside. We'll see what Dusty Baker has to say. Dusty Baker, he was upset about um, the Mariner, the the that beanball game down there. Yeah, hopefully that stuff doesn't take you know away from the game. I don't think it will, but it will be like you said, part of it. So it's something to watch for. And that's what I wish you know, Major League Baseball had us playing on the prime time because I think there's a good story. There's already a built-in story, you know, but. Hey, maybe the series gets good and maybe some of the other series aren't as great and we'll get bumped up to some of those primetime games for, you know, possibly uh, game three and if there's a game four. But, uh, you know, we're going to get out of here because the game starts here in a few hours and we don't want to bore you. But we just wanted to get on here and talk. We'll be back tomorrow or, or maybe later tonight with a... Uh, a wrap of game one hopefully it's it's another you know good vibes only episode but we just kind of want to 
get on here and talk about the Astros and, you know, acknowledge we know what's happening. This is uh, the, the scariest matchup, I think, in the playoffs that we're going to see. We know that as Mariners fans. And yesterday, you know, we were, you know, just soaking in still what was happening. But yeah, we're going to be uh, watching the game here in a few hours. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, I can't wait. I have good feelings about tomorrow or, you know, this morning, especially, and the series. And, you know, the Houston faithful thinks of the Mariners as just scum. You know, they think we have no chance. So it's just going to make it so much sweeter if we can do what I believe we can do. Absolutely. And, uh, I was just wondering, do you still have that weird illness where you, you got to go home by noon on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> okay. Well, you let me know. Anyways, this is episode 51 of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. Uh, the Houston ALDS, I say right, ALDS preview we'll be back again again tomorrow like i just said probably three times in a row anyways thanks for liking subscribing following us and yay we're back on spotify and yay we're back wherever we need to be you can still grab us over at uh buzzsprout or wherever else apple spotify wherever you get your podcast and we are still moving and transitioning over to uh odyssey i think you can get these episodes on there but as far as right now, we're going to wait until the playoffs to make all these big changes to the show just because, we, you know, it's, yes, we had a little bit of a, a, a mix up on, you know, some nerd RSS feed technical difficulties a couple of episodes ago. And we just wanted to make sure, especially right now, because we're doing extra episodes, we wanted to wait until after the playoffs, till this thing slows down, till after we're holding up that, holding up that World Series uh trophy to switch over to the big odyssey switchover right you know and four yep yep so anyways uh we'll see you here probably in a few hours hopefully after a mariner's victory hanno you know what fucking time it is charge beat the astros <laughs>